Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at DallasSportsFanatic.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? We just witnessed the greatest missed dunk in NBA Summer League Dennis history. Dennis Smith Jr. What? Why couldn't he have just, just, oh, just hold on to the ball a little bit longer? Just just put it in. Just put it in a little. Because he keeps getting fouled, man. He does keep getting fouled. How many times has he been to the free throw line? It feels like not enough. Yeah, they were scared to, like, John Collins. Wow. His dunk he threw down, the dunk of the summer league. I think Dennis would have beat that. Oh, but. yeah. That dunk beat it. Beat that dunk already, and he didn't even make it. <laughs> I don't know. Collins' dunk was really nasty. He jumped way out there. But he's bigger. That's the thing that makes Dennis Smith Jr. so, you know, more appealing to some people is the fact that he is 6'3", so it makes it look like he's jumping even higher, which is awesome. Well, proportionally, he is. I mean, the 48 inches. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Did you see the video uh, posted of just, like, with the audio and the, all the noises Fran Fraschillo made during <laughs> during that no. dunk? He's just like, oh, oh, it's like John Madden almost just <laughs> at that level of just making noises and reacting. It's like, oh, 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 Fran. Fran. Fran's the man. Fran was technically on this podcast. He's a friend of the pod. How about that? <laughs> he ain't no friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I worked at, you know, I worked at Nike for a couple years and I worked with Fran's son. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, Matt, he plays for Harvard. In Harvard, the, so Harvard I, the college, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Harvard and, uh, like the so, Harvard, the Harvard. He was a point guard for him, and uh, him, so anyway, him and Jeremy we actually played, roommates. We played at SMU together. That's how we like became friends at work because you know I, I like to play ball a lot and grew up playing ball, and so we played at SMU some while I worked while I worked at Nike. But anyway, the funny thing about him is we were friends. We like worked shifts and different stuff together. And then, like, casually dropped, yeah, man, LeBron's pretty cool and all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> how do you know these guys? Like, how'd you meet him? He's like, well, I mean, my dad. I was like, who's your dad? He's like, friend, for sure. You see, I'm like, bro, I never even. <laughs> and it was, just a, it was a stupid moment for me because I knew his last name. And I'm like, how many people have that last name? Yeah. For Shilla. And I for- never even thought of it. Like. So anyway, you were like calling him for Chilla. You're like for Chilla, <laughs> your little chinchilla. Come in. <laughs> oh man. So yes, Dennis Smith Jr. missed the dunk, but you will not miss another episode of Lockdown Mavs. We have it for you here. We're laying it out right now. We're going to talk about a little bit more about the dunk, maybe. Then I want to talk about Dennis Smith Jr.'s nickname. There was a guy from from Lockdown Knicks. 
that tweeted out this this quote from a story that he wrote about nicknames, and I wanted to get to it. Then we'll we'll talk about all the everything that entailed with the the Sacramento Kings versus Dallas Mavericks game, how boring it was at times, how exciting it was at times, how foxless it was at times. And so we'll get to that. Then we also want to talk about the Jonathan Simmons situation because that is interesting to me, not as interesting to Isaac. And then we will talk about the Carmelo trade, which is less interesting to me and more interesting to Isaac. So <laughs> we're getting <laughs> we're getting both sides of it. And then um do I have a Sotnam shame? Is that is that one that I sent you a Sotnam shame? Should I share that? Oh, absolutely. All right, so you gotta put that in. So then the I'll, I'll share the Sotnam shame at the end of the at the end of the pod. So stick to the end because this Sotnam shame is funny. So, all right, Dennis Smith Jr. missed the dunk. However, everything else he did was perfect. Right? Just he's a perfect player. <laughs> perfect. I mean, he made he made a few mistakes here and there, but you just Fran Fraschilla. I think it was him. That, he said it right. He said it perfectly. He said, if you're a fan of the Dallas Mavericks right now, <clears throat> you're jumping for joy, and you're so excited. And you should be. Have you seen a more, I don't know, have you seen a, seen a, a team that's going to be bad but be so excited right now, if that makes sense? The Sixers, the Lakers. Yeah, Philly. Yeah, that's probably I, it. I think the Sixers are, are going to, they won't be as bad as the Lakers, but. I think Philly could have a shot at like the eighth seed. If if Joel, I'm I'm, I'm going to be on record. If Joel Embiid plays 50 games, they make the playoffs, guaranteed. That's it, straight up. Yeah, but like so, so like they have a shot in the East. I mean, if we're in the East, we're like we're looking at home court advantage right now. I mean, <laughs> no, probably no, not that no. <laughs> You're not breaking the top four of Cleveland, Boston, Washington, the. Uh, Oh, I'm definitely missing one off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, that shows how good it is. No, 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 one. no. Boston, Washington. <laughs> dang it, Milwaukee. Yeah, Wa- Washington just signed Jody Meeks to be their sixth man. So Jody Meeks is the played missing in like piece. Seven He's years. the missing piece of the puzzle for the Wizards. Missing piece to go home in like the second round. What team am I missing in the East? That's good. Toronto. Man, the East. Oh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, that's, we could be the fifth or sixth seed. We could be the sixth seed. How about that? I'll settle yeah. on that because they're not going to be better than Milwaukee. I don't know. We don't know if Jabari's going to walk again. But even without Jabari, forget Jabari. Give me Br- give so. me Brogdon and Thon and Giannis and Greg Monroe. I mean, he does it for him. Greg Monroe just in the playoffs off the bench. Just give me that. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> so Dennis Smith Jr.'s nickname. Let me get into this real quick. And uh, so Yaya Dubin tweeted out that. Um, that DSJ is not a good nickname. Okay. First of all, couple. Th- I don't care if it's a good nickname. couple things here. There are a few things in life that are better written than they are said out loud. Like, there are just certain things that you write that if you read it out loud to yourself, you go, that's not a thing that looks good or, or sounds good to the ears. And DSJ and, like, nicknames like that are one of those. Like, like the idea of calling... Paul George PG thirteen is better written than than it is yeah. said out loud. That's just not a thing that you want to be like. Oh, and PG thirteen for the dunk. Like, no, you can do you can do like a hokey like. Oh, that dunk was rated PG thirteen. Like, you can do something like that, <laughs> but but just know you'll get made fun of by all your friends. But his whole thing was, so he tweeted this. He said DSJ is a terrible nickname, and you should all stop using it. Do better. 
And then he goes through with all these. Who's, who's this guy? This is Yaya Dubin. He hosts uh, Locked on Knicks. Oh, maybe he can come on and give us his intake on the <laughs> Knicks franchise. Maybe he can. He said it's okay if you do like AK-47. Hmm. Andre Karolinko, right? He's a, oh, yeah. It's okay if you do stuff like that. Well, I mean that that's a that's a cool name. Who who's calling? I don't know of anybody that's calling a nickname like to his face. Like, hey, DSJ, come here, ex- no. ex- bro. We live in a freaking Twitter world, man. We have 140 characters. Exactly. We got to f- shorten the name somehow. Exactly my point. And he talked about how all these nicknames: AI, LMA, KJ, you know, KD, MJ. Like all those are just not good, and we can do better. Basically, and just saying that even like Carl Anthony Towns, like Cat. Like we can do better than that too, and just saying that. I love that man. Yeah, I like Cat. I think Cat is the best of all those. And then CP3. So, so what does he think that is 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 a good nickname? I think that he thinks that Slang and Jay is <laughs> is a better nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it, the whole idea of, of of typing out DSJ as his nickname is it's not his nickname; it's an abbreviation. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. Completely different. His nickname is DFS. Not that. Junior is Jordan not even Finney his nickname. Smith. That's not even a nickname. It's just a part of his name that we say. Yeah, but he but he actually said that that's what like, people call what him. people call him. Yeah. yeah. So what, that's what people. And call if you're him. gonna if you're gonna spell Junior out, you're gonna put you know with the U N I R instead of J R dot. Right, and I do the J U N I. Yeah, and I think that's. I think the more we get to know him, that's what it's going to be. Some, I mean, even the Mavericks Twitter account, Arya and them, or Lazelle and stuff, they're using that crap. So so it's not a nickname. Let's just leave it at that. It's not a nickname. The nickname, look, we're still opening it up for sometime Coop or Followell will say something and we'll be like, that's it. That's his nickname because those guys just talk about him so much. Or one of us will just be like randomly babbling on this podcast about him and we'll come up with something random and it'll, that will end up being his nickname. No, I think Junior will be his nickname. I think that will be it. It'll be kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I think Junior will be it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. There's got to be something. There's got to be a better nickname out there. I agree with him in that regard. That there has to be a better nickname. So okay, we'll see. enough about nicknames. Enough about names. Enough about what we call people. Let's talk about how they play. So, the first thing I want to get to in this game is holy cow, the Mavericks veterans. And I say veterans in quotes because they're guys that have played like one one year in the NBA. The veterans could not hit a shot to save their life. And we've talked about Dorian Finney-Smith's, you know, shooting woes. Hey, he's improved that shot, man. He's working all summer. We've talked about that on the podcast before, so you can go back and listen to the previous ones and listen to that. But these other guys, Nico was 0 for 4. Bash was 3 for 9. Yogi was 0 for 10. 0 for 10. The guy made zero shots. Yeah. From the field, it's two. Justin Jackson was two for two on Yogi's balls. Yeah, <laughs> that's your boy, Justin Jackson, right there. I love Justin. Going Jackson. for the cash and prizes. Yogi has had two good games and two really bad games. It's weird. He's had two twenty-point games and then two games where he's like less than ten points. In this game, he scored zero. Yeah, I just want to say, like, they start off the game with Yogi on Fox. That's not a discredit to Dennis Smith. It's the fact that Yogi is a good defender. Yes. Like it's not. Yeah. We're, I wouldn't say that. And I feel like that might get you know put on some put on Dennis a little bit when the season starts as far as, you know, 
Oh, hiding. I don't like the word hiding whenever you have really good defenders alongside of you, like Wes, and even like your Yogi's a little pest. So. You can't you can't hide a player on a really good offensive player. <laughs> it's not it's not a thing that yeah. you know like that's not a thing. And every, a lot of people I've heard of bash Yogi's defense. I thought he was a pretty decent defender last year, especially not knowing you know systems and coverages and things like that. And coming in, you know, just like a one on one defender, I think he's you know tenacious. We've seen even in summer league a couple times that he gets his hand in passing lanes. He gets his hand on the ball when he's when a guy tries to. There was a play. What was it? I want to look it up. Somebody was trying to back down Yogi, and I can't remember who it was. Um, I'll find it eventually. Someone was trying to back down Yogi and just tried their darndest. I think it was Josh Jackson, actually, and he tried to back down Yogi. Definitely bigger, definitely weighs more, probably stronger, but Yogi did not move an inch <laughs> in the post at all. He was just, you know, trying to back him down. And, you know, where th- that back down that Blake always does when they take the chair out from under him where he just slam- yeah, yeah. slams his back into a guy and slams his back into the guy to try to get him to move. And Yogi did not move an inch. He could have just slipped out of the way and Josh Jackson would have just fallen on the floor. So he's he's a decent, he's a pretty decent defender. He's not as bad as everybody says. He's <laughs> not obviously going to be like Tony Allen. but He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about Yogi. Yeah. Oh, no, he's talking about Yogi being Not a, a bad defender. Yeah, Yogi's not a bad defender. He's never going to be Tony. Yeah. He's never going to be Tony Allen, but he's not a terrible, awful, like negative defender, like completely negative defender. He's not like Jose Calderon. No, he's a. I mean, I think he's just a little pesty, like little bumblebee. Just kind of let him do his thing, especially if it's like a smaller type. Kind of not. That's a bad example because bumblebees are going extinct, right? Like we need to save the bumblebees. They can't even defend themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like what Pat Beverly does, but you know he's not as good as Pat Beverly. But you know he's just kind of like a smaller <laughs> guard that hounds other point guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has he has some of those qualities for sure. So other the other things that noticed in this game besides the vets shooting and just the vet. Okay, well let's let's keep talking about the vet shooting. So Nico has not shot the ball particularly well. Not as terrible as 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 Dorian Finney Smith, but. Not that great, right? Can you repeat the the player's name? Your Nico. Wi-Fi in your hotel sucks. <laughs> Nico. Brasino. So we joked about how I would take Ding over Nico. And so, I think the more I watch, the more I watch, I think I, I believe that. The more I watch, I think that the exact same thing as well. Because... You look at, at Nico, and in Summer League, you're supposed to take a bigger role, right? In Summer League, you're supposed to come in, and you're supposed to do what Yogi and what Dennis have been doing. They take more shots. They're more you know, controlling of the ball. They do more stuff. They, you know, they try more things. Even Dorian Finney-Smith has tried that a little bit, tried to be more, a little bit more aggressive, drive, do things. Nico looks the exact same that he looked during the season when he comes in and plays like garbage minutes. He's- yeah, I have a prediction. I want to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Nico is going to be cut within a week after Vegas, our last game in Vegas. Wow, after a week after Vegas, not even training camp, and not even bring him back for training camp. No, because if I, I think if I had I to think, guess, I think he I would think, be one of the last training camp guys to go because his contract's. Still I think within here. within two weeks, I think he's let go. Wow. Getting, That's a prediction. They're giving him all the chances in the world, too. 
I mean, his main specialty is is shot making, and he's not and making shots right now. Yeah, so. and he's getting open shots because of Dennis Smith Jr. too. Yeah. Wow. But all the Nico uh, fans are gonna get so mad at you. There's a lot of Nico fans. Uh, Nico, listen, Nico's the coolest dude ever. I just I can never understand him. Every time we'd walk into the locker room, and Nico's normally. The one of the only guys at his locker already, and nobody talks. And he's to usually him. he's usually chilling there, watching TV and playing on his phone, and nobody talks to him. Players hardly even talk to him because his English is just really bad. But every time, like the the extent of a conversation with him, he'd walk past me and we'd do a little fist bump. I say, "What up, Nico?" And he'd be like, "Hey," and he'd just smile. And I'm like, <laughs> "Man, I I really want to talk to you, but I just can't." That's the extent of it. That's as far as it goes. That's Nico. That's it. But. So he had some flashes last year, but yeah, I, it's just been been pretty bad. And there's the the good thing about this, though. The good thing about that prediction is there's just so many young guys. There's so many young guys that he is kind of expendable at this point. Like if Nico, yeah. like if Nico yeah. was 19, I would, he would stay on the roster, right? If he's 19, he'd probably get a two way or something, but. I just don't see, like Nico is is cool, but I I just don't see a spot for him really in the league. But I don't know. We'll see, and we'll see how this roster stuff. I mean, the Kleber guy from or Kleber, whatever Max, his name is Maximilian. Yeah, Maximilian Kleber. Yeah. <laughs> what a sweet name. <laughs> and he, and the fact that he doesn't go by Max, he goes by Maxi. Yeah, Maxi. That's a move right like, there. Maxi. Maxi pad. Oh, why'd you have to do that? <laughs> that was a bad thing that you just did. Oh, it's awesome. No. <laughs> Who's the first person to sign him? Who's the first person to call him that in an article? Uh, Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne Price. <laughs> no, Dwayne's awesome. <laughs> All right, so I was going to... Do you have anything else about the game? (laughs) Other than the fact that the Mavericks won and they're going to win the Summer League Championship and it's going to be awesome and everybody's just going to freak out about Summer League. So Dallas goes on to face Boston on Saturday. So we'll get get Tatum. No Jalen Brown, but we'll get Tatum. Yep. And if if Dallas wins, I think maybe another one, and the Lakers win tonight and another one, then we'll get Lonzo and Dennis. Gosh, can that happen? Can that please then just Nick happen be, so much? Nick will be really conflicted. No, then. Nick will not be conflicted. <laughs> Professionally, Nick will want the Mavericks to win. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I have one more thing about the game actually. I do want to talk about I do want to talk about De'Aaron Fox because I was really excited for it. And speaking about matchups, I was really excited about the De'Aaron Fox versus, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. thing. And then he plays seven minutes. And yeah. they weren't even great seven minutes. And then all of a sudden we get the little bits and pieces of he's not going to play where it's all talking about his footwear. So Earl Case Need tweets out, you know, Fox has changed out of his, his, you know, his shoes and he's changed shoes. And then Mark Jones on the broadcast says he's also taken off his socks. He's changed his socks as well. <laughs> and then Cassidy Hubbard goes, he's now changed into running shoes. So he's not wearing his pants. 
basketball shoes anymore. He put on some prestos. <laughs> it was like, wh- how many reports from different people can we have about this guy's footwear that are all different? It's not like they all said he took off his shoes and changed shoes. It was all like different things, like changed out of his shoes, took off his socks, put running shoes on. <laughs> Just all talking about this guy and what he's wearing on his feet. Him and Lonzo, yeah, and that- all we talk about is feet with those guys. And we were talking about, you know, I mentioned it the other day, but to where I talked to Nick DePala from the Vertical Nice Kicks about yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. and how he's the only top 10 pick, really even past the top 10 pick right now, because even Mitchell signed with Adidas. Did he say, who, did he say sh- who Frank signed with? He Frank still has uh, Nike through Europe. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so, like, Dennis is the only guy left, and, you know, he was telling me how – like there's offers on the table for Dennis oh, going sure. into Vegas, but he said, "No, I want to go into Vegas, and I want I want those offers to go up. I'm gonna bet on myself." So when people are talking about like even on Twitter before you know before the game, what what a G, what well, yeah, and because this is exactly what Damian Lillard did, and now we see, you know, Damian Lillard signed that ten year contract two years after he's in the league with you know potentially get up to a hundred million in Adidas. With Adidas, Gosh. two years into the league, I mean it's crazy. But anyway, people were talking. People's been talking about, oh, is Dennis going to play? Is Dennis going to play? He's playing for something. Like I don't want to sit here and say, oh, the only reason he's balling out right now and playing a lot is for shoe money. Or you might think that that's just stupid. But there's some huge money dealing with these shoe endorsements. I mean, this yeah. is huge with personal branding and marketing and all the stuff you can rack in from these shoe endorsements. This is a big decision. So if you're a shoe company sitting back and you're seeing, especially tonight, people are joking or you know questioning like, oh, is Dennis going to play tonight, whatever. If, to, if there was a night for you to prove <laughs> to shoe companies that you're worth a big contract, it's going up against De'Aaron Fox. It's going against Jason Tatum on Saturday. It's going against Lonzo maybe after that. Like That's where you earn your big bucks. And can you imagine he put up 25 tonight, even though Fox set out some? Can you imagine he goes in and drops another 25, 30 on Boston? And then they're going to be on his doorstep, right? So, yeah. He's betting on himself. He's pulling a Joe Flacco just for the shoe deal, not the NFL deal. He is, and I'm excited for it. I mean, people want to connect Adidas to him because NC State had Adidas, and I don't know, rightfully so, but we'll see. If I was Dennis with Jr., I would want to further myself away from NC State as much as I could. <laughs> Just be like, no, thank you. <laughs> I wish, I wish, uh, I wish Jordan would come in and snatch him up, but we'll see. Though they have Westbrook and Jordan, don't don't really play around with some of that stuff. They they didn't this year, so we'll see. Though yeah, but now they're all Hornet stuff. So yeah, I want to see a Monk sign with Nike, but I want to see if he switches to Jordan. I mean, same basic company, but a different it's, branch of each it's other. It's the parent company, yeah. But yeah. So but also, I mention, I wanna, also in this game, we got a ding dunk. I just wanted to say that on the podcast. <laughs> I just wanted to say ding dunk. That's all I have to say about it. And yes, I would rather take ding. ding than Nico at this point. A ding dunk. Sorry, Nico. <laughs> it was it was really light, but it was a dunk. It was a ding dunk. <laughs> ding dunk. Dingers uh-huh. and dunkers. So yesterday. Nick did the solo pod by himself in Colin Coward talked, style. Colin Coward style. Even Bad takes and everything. <laughs> I, I, I don't like Colin Coward. I talked about parents. And, that's a that's a such a Colin Coward thing. Is talking about parents. Yeah, he and talks that, about so quarterbacks, just, parents all the time. 
I wanted to chime in on Nick's uh, comments about that. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to Nick yesterday talking about Dennis Smith Jr.'s dad and stuff. And because we see this, and this is my two cents worth with it, you know, fatherhood means a lot to me because, yeah, even you know, over the past year, I've mentioned this before. All of last year, I worked for this nonprofit organization here in Dallas where I helped mentor fatherless kids uh, in the inner city Dallas area and. You know, going into it, I was like, man, I don't know how, what impact I can have on these boys. I, I'm not a dad yet. I hope yeah. to be a dad. And But over the course of the year, now I look back on, now these boys are like my own. I mean, I'm texting their moms and asking if I can take them out their ice cream. And I think about these kids all the time. And just talking, talking to the boys and hearing some of them talk about the impact on their lives that, that they've never had a dad. And, you know, our our program was Christian based and we talked about, you know, everything with that and God's plan for them and just the whole connection. And towards the end of the year, one of our boys is like, and this, I mean, it made me ball cry. And I mean, it made me cry as a a man uh, that he, you know, he told us, he said, you know, without this program, this is a, this is a sixth grader. And we were actually praying together. He looked just like Odell Beckham and he has the (laughs) hair and everything. Like he's one of my favorite boys. And. He said, you know, without this program, he said, I would end up like my dad. And he's wow. like, you know, and, and that stuff just tugs at your heart. Like, you know, you're making a difference in that, or I want to make a difference. And to bring it full circle, it's really cool to see stories like Dennis Smith Jr.'s and that his dad had so much of an impact on him and growing up and stuff. And, you know, like my dad was yeah. present and I love my dad to death. And, you know, I grew up playing basketball and we reached a point in my life when I got to high school of, you know, because, like, I'm not bragging at all, but, like, when I was younger, I was good for my age. Like, in the little camps and winning these trophies. And so then when I started to get older, I started going off and going and traveling and going to all these basketball camps with the the older boys and all this stuff. And it reached a point, like, most kids that are, you know, at that stage of, I have to decide, am I going to pursue this? Am I going to get serious about it or not? Yeah, yep. And my dad was a super supportive dad and, you know, awesome with that. But I eventually just got burnt out. And I loved the game, but I didn't love the game that much. And I said, I just, I couldn't do it. And I I just, I didn't have that. And people have that in those relationships. It seems like, it seems like we don't know Dennis Smith's dad that, you know, we don't know that situation a ton besides Brad Townsend's piece. Yeah. But it looks like they made it work. And so many times you see burnout happen. You see parents take it to a different level. You see all of this stuff and the kid might not want it. And it looks like that was a, it looks like that was a great combination of Dennis had the fire and passion and he wanted to take that next step. Something that I didn't have when I was in high school. And then his dad was on the same like timeline path. And it's really cool. Really, really cool. Especially because fatherhood means a lot to me, and I think it's an issue. Like, I I don't want to be like hot takers or anything, but like George Carl had a point in his book about Carmelo and Kenya Martin and some of them. He had a really good point. Like he said a bunch of stupid stuff yeah. in his book, but he had a good point when he talked about guys growing up without a dad. Because statistics are there. Yeah, there, there's a problem with that, and. I know this is probably not the pod. So for this, and now I'm getting in. I'm getting in like do it preacher mode now. Go so. for it. No, it's just it's it's an issue. It's an issue 
in all walks of life, you said it yesterday on the pod that it's, you know, it's not about, you know, ethnicity, ethnicities, it's not about races, not about any of that stuff. It's an issue. And you see the percentages of kids and teenagers incarcerated without the grew up without a dad and all this stuff. And I don't know, it just, it means a lot to me. I've seen the impact firsthand on some of these kids, just a handful of kids here in Dallas. And it's just, it's really, it means a lot to me. And it means more, it means a lot to me too, a dentist's situation that, and I wanted to ask, ask this, and I'm so glad Brad, Brad Townsend did this piece from the Dallas Morning News. I'm so glad he, he tried, he went to Fayetteville and actually talked to family and all this stuff. And I'm so glad because I wanted to ask him, what does the junior mean? Like, why do you carry the junior? Yeah. And it look, you know, you see the impact of his dad and I don't know. I know I just went on a mini rant, whatever, but it. I'm glad you touched on it yesterday. I'm glad Brad did the piece. I'm glad to have Dennis and his dad in Dallas. It's, it's going to be cool. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Do you know the story of of Yogi's dad? I don't, no. So Yogi was sort of of the same situation as you, except for he was like a way better basketball player than you could ever have imagined to be. Like he, he was one of these guys where, and we're seeing these grassroots type, you know, programs and tournaments going on right now. I'm literally at one right now. I'm at the Adidas uprising where Zion is. And we saw Zion smash two basketballs against the backboard today with two monster, monster blocks. House of highlights on Instagram posted one of them. You should go look at it. I'm in the video somewhere. You can't see me, but I'm in there. <laughs> and so, but there's these grassroots program at the same time as this weekend. Also, Peach Jam is going on the Nike, you know, the Nike AAU tournament, and he had these huge tournaments. And Yogi Ferrell was one of these guys that was probably, you know, up there with the guys that were highly ranked, super highly ranked, really highly rated in the country. And I think he was in seventh grade or something like that, or sixth grade maybe. And he, you know, how they even rank these kids just like as young as that, you know, like as young as that kid in the story you were talking about, they rank these kids. And well, remember, uh, I remember hearing about, you know, the, the Rangers, the Texas Rangers, how I think it was their like assistant manager came on the Ben and skin show. And they asked like, at what age do you start scouting these kids? And they're like 11 years old. We start scouting these kids at 11. It's insane. <laughs> I was like, how stupid is that? But it's sports and you got to get a competitive advantage. You got to know these kids, got to know where they come from and see their progression and everything. So Yogi was one of these guys that was super highly, you know, ranked and all this stuff. And he was doing this multiple AAU teams thing and he was going everywhere and doing it. And his dad wanted to make sure that it was Yogi wanted to do this, that he, you know, wanted to do this. And he was all into it. Yogi was getting into it, getting after it, working out on his own, doing all these things like as a young kid. And then his dad started to see that slip a little bit. He started to see the passion not be as there. He started to see it as more of a thing where, you know, he was pushed to do it or he was expected to do it instead of he loved to do it and wanted to do it. And he saw the burnout, like you said. So he sees the burnout. He takes a year off. He takes a complete year off of AAU. He still, I think he still played high school ball or like, or like middle school ball or whatever, but he didn't do the, all the AAU stuff. He didn't do all the extra stuff. Took a year off to let the guy, you know, 
chill out for a year, you know, and almost like get hungrier, like get that hunger back. And then we saw it. We've seen it now. We see how Yogi, you know, responded. We saw him do, the, you know, the four years at Indiana, and now he's here in the NBA, and he's made it. You know, like he has a guaranteed contract in the NBA. Like, psh, yeah, made it. But, but yeah, it's like these these father figures, and Yogi's is another one that you know had a really big influence, and he was able to, you know, influence his son in that way where he sort of stepped in and helped out and just in a different kind of way. But I thought that that was a, that's a good story that I can't remember where I heard that from actually, but. And Yogi, you know, Yogi decided to come back and it's, it's how you set it up is exactly how it happened for me because when I got into high school, you were highly rated. You were highly rated. No, 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 no. no. It's the same like decision-making as far as like I was traveling all these camps and stuff. I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning as like a 15 year old and and doing 500 jump ropes and running two miles and all this stuff. And it reached a point where I just burned out. I'm like, I want to have a life. I want to hang out with friends. I want to play Xbox. Like I want to do like fun stuff as a teenager. And so I took the year off. I quit and I took the year off and I said, and man, I enjoyed it. (laughs) And I I, I still love the game. Obviously I cover the game. Like write about the game, go to the games, still love the game. And I still play all the time. I play, you know, all the time and, but I never came back. Like I, I seen, I wanted the life outside of, and since then, you know, a year or two after that, that's when I decided I was going, you know, going into the ministry, doing my whole thing with church stuff. And hold on, I don't know if we can talk about that on the pod. Yeah, we can go for it. I can, t- I can talk about it anyway. We can talk but, about uh, it. <laughs> no, so yeah, after that, that's when I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to become a pastor and, did all that, became a college pastor, went off to undergrad, went to, came to Dallas to do my master's and now do sports stuff and church stuff and all of that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, the Yogi, Yogi came back and obviously it worked out great. And, but it's those dad figures and it was, it was, it strained my dad's, my dad's relationship between us two. Whenever I quit and everything with that, it it was hard because my dad wanted it too. My dad put yeah. all this money into like me, like all this stuff, and it was hard for him. And it, it really it hurt our relationship there for a little bit. But now we're great, and now we look back on those days, and we like okay, it worked out. And I talk to him every single day now, and we're like best friends, and talk about NBA and all of that stuff. So anyway, I know there's a super long tangent that I didn't mean to go too far, but. I liked you brought that up yesterday. Yeah, it's a good story, and it's 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 an interesting comparison the two the two dads, and we could throw Yogi's dad and your dad in there too. It's like these basketball dads. You know, they have basketball wives. We should have a show basketball dads. Basketball dads. <laughs> this guy's got this guy's got to be a dad, but I'm just little inside little inside here. Zion Williamson's coach carries a child with him while they're playing. So oh, I was like, he's carrying a child? How's that? He's possible? on the sidelines. He just has this kid that looks like he's asleep the entire game, and he's just, like, slumped over his shoulder, and he'll just hold him with one hand, and he'll coach with the other. <laughs> the entire game. The he, Zion played two games. SC Supreme, which is Zion's AAU team, played two games today, and the guy was holding this kid both times. It was, it was fascinating. You don't have anybody else in that gym that can hold that kid. Nobody. There's like there's thousands of people there. (laughs) He couldn't just sit on the bench or just hang out. The guy's got to hold him. But I don't know. (laughs) Don't know what that's all about. It's hard to get to talk to any of those guys, especially working and doing what I'm doing. So, all right. The rest of this pod. Let's talk about Carmelo. 
Let's talk about him. Let's talk about Carmelo. Let's let's pull up a chair, guys. Let's talk about Carmelo. Carmelo is getting traded. He, they're gonna yeah. get, they're gonna get rid of Carmelo. That's a thing that's gonna happen. Whether it's now when they don't necessarily have a president of basketball operations or a real GM or <laughs> shout out to real GM. <laughs> they don't have a real GM. They don't have the full front office. And I made a joke today that you know Ramona Shelburne tweeted out that the. The Knicks aren't going to trade Carmelo, and they're they're holding back offers. And I made a joke that, yeah, that's because Steve Mills is working three jobs right now, and he still doesn't even know if he has the power to trade people. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, like, there's some truth in that joke to say that it's been shaken up so much that they just don't know where it stands. And, like, they, you, don't wanna, you don't want to make moves when your front office is in flux like this because who's it on then? Who's, the, who's this move on then? Like, who do you blame at that point? And as an owner and as coaches and, you know, front office people, you, you kind of want – a guy to be responsible, <laughs> which is a dumb thing. But these guys go, they come and go so quick that you, you almost need that in our front office. You need a scapegoat. You need a Mitch cup check and a gym bus. To <laughs> yeah. And they just, I mean, it looks like, I don't know. Is it official yet about Scott Perry from Sacramento? It's, I it, think it is. Yeah. It's been going back and forth. Sources are saying things. So, you know, if he takes over as GM and this whole process now, yeah, I mean, just put it on pause. Like, I think it's going to happen, but just hold up on it. There's no rush. Let the guy come in and take over and see what he what he wants to take back. So, like, the last I heard, like, Portland's the team that, you know, Portland's the third team. They're going to take on Ryan Anderson, but their whole issue with oh it is fine. <laughs> that, that, that they could take, you know, you know their some of their contracts, and they're trying to find takers yeah. maybe for – uh, Myers Leonard or uh, Harkless or somebody like that, and you know, in New York, you wouldn't think they would want somebody. You know, obviously they're not; they don't want Ryan Anderson back. So no, you know, so trying to find that. But with the mellow stuff, as we've seen on Twitter, we've seen you know Mavs fans. Anything that happens, Mavs fans are like always like, "What? How can we get involved?" And blah blah blah. <laughs> and we love that because it gives us Is, it gives us more hashtag content. Yeah, and. So some Dallas fans have been on Twitter, social media, saying, is there a way that – because I think it was Woj or somebody said, you know, it, it's going to be a four-team trade. Yeah. Like that's yep. It's going to be a four-teamer most likely. Is there a way for Dallas to get in on that? And I don't – I put it at like 90% no. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even higher. It's just really – it's really difficult because when you, when you start – first of all, Trade stuff or speculative trade stuff is like my cup of tea. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a decent writer. I'm not a great writer. Like you're, you have like the perfect podcast, like broadcasting voice. Like you're great with that. I'm just like whatever. Mm. Like my, I feel like my only like the only thing that I'll halfway brag on myself with it, and then I like friends and people will text me and say, "Dude, come up with like a legit trade." <laughs> is like speculative trade stuff. If I could be like a GM type dude that does all these trade crap. Anyway, you're the the guy in the war room where Donnie Nelson comes in and goes, all right, this guy's available. Come up with a trade for that. (laughs) Start spitting out trades. I would die for that job. (laughs) But you just go to the trade machine. (laughs) So if you, you know, when you start, if you start breaking this down, you okay. Okay. Melo's going to go to Houston. Ryan Anderson has to go somewhere. So then you, then I start looking at teams that would possibly take on Ryan Anderson, which that could be difficult. God, you you said so you said Portland would take Ryan Anderson. Can you imagine if they didn't give up like a ton of salary? Portland takes on Ryan Anderson and they got like one hundred and fifty, one hundred and fifty million dollars. You have to find a team though 
that is like Portland, that's on the fringe, that would that has some bigger contracts that they don't care because a rebuilding team's not they'd probably not going to take Ryan Anderson unless yeah. it's like Phoenix or something, and they're going to want an asset back for it. Yeah, like if and, if Indiana didn't want to take on Kevin Love, like. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Anderson is the worst Kevin Love that does less things exactly. that makes the same amount of money. That's exactly right. So, so you start going down through the list of some teams that that might take on Ryan Anderson. So, for like Dallas, we're not going to take Ryan Anderson on. I don't care what we get. Yeah. I don't care if we get a first back. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's the, always the team that comes up. Yeah, so Brooklyn, whatever. But you look at Portland, and they're like, "Hey, we have a ton of bad contracts. It's not like we're going to hurt cap space if we could." you know, get off like a Leonard and Harkless, we'll take back Anderson, you know, to try something different, to try to push for the playoffs. He would be a good fit for them. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. So, but for me, I have a couple of different teams. So I played with it. I looked at Dallas and I was like, is there a way, is there a speculative way, speculative way <laughs> to put Dallas into this? And I'm going to throw out the four team trade to you. Give it to me. All right, so obviously Carmelo goes to Houston. This is all fake, so Oh my gosh. Whatever. Brooke Lopez is sitting courtside, two seats down from Brian Shaw and Luke Walton, and he's wearing a blue Dodgers hat. That is a big hat. Go, Brooke Lopez. You've you've played for Brooklyn for so long. Enjoy the LA lifestyle. Enjoy LA and enjoy yes. a team that will win slightly more games than you would have won in Brooklyn. All right. <laughs> that's me. All right, so here's it's my reality. Fake trade. That's it's what's gonna happen. Carmelo, obviously to Houston, okay. with, and this kind of sucks now because news came out about Boris Diaw, but Boris Diaw going to Houston also. We could still, so, still sign and trade him, I think, right? Okay, so Carmelo and <laughs> Boris Diaw to Houston. Derek Favors to Dallas. Not a fan of that, but okay, the, keep going. Okay. Utah would get Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon. The Knicks would get Seth Curry, Alec Burks, and Dwight Powell. Utah, Utah becomes the uh, New Orleans Hornets that that weren't and should have been. <laughs> all right, so let me give you my reasoning here. Okay. So, first of all, you have to find the Ryan Anderson taker. You yep. look at Utah. By the looks of their sign, their signings right now, it looks like they're they're still going to compete. Like they still yeah, want to win. They're still trying. You know, yeah. yeah, and I mean they got Rubio. They got all the stuff. So kept Joe Ingles for a lot of money. Yeah, they did. And so you look at DL's contract, he makes like seven or eight million a year. He never plays. So you gotta, you know, get rid of that. So you make Houston take that in this deal. Because hey, you're gonna get Carmelo, so you're gonna take DL too. Can can we get can we get uh Boris Diaw in Seattle? Can we just get him in a good coffee city? Can we just <laughs> <laughs> let's make an expansion team and put Boris Diaw on it just for just for the sake of that. I like Boris Diaw. I do too. Every, and, everybody so, does. How do you not like Boris Diaw? So you look at Alec Burks, yeah, boy, that guy played a lot. Uh, so, yeah, but anyway, he's still, he, yeah, he's still kind of hurting stuff. So send him to New York, okay. and so then you look at Derek Favors. Derek Favors makes twelve, I think, twelve million a year, but it expires next summer. So, I'm not the big, biggest Derek Favors fan in the world, but some people are, and so when you look at Utah to get off the contract, or you're sending out Alec Burks. Derek Favors and Boris Diaw, and you're taking on Ryan Anderson and Eric Gordon in an ultimate, like, let's win now. That's an upgrade for them. Yeah, so whatever that. So then you look at New York. It's not the best package in the world getting back, you know. So you're going to get back Seth Curry. 
He becomes your point guard. If you want to run the triangle, which you're not anymore, he's, he would be he's great. He's not their it. point guard. They got Frank. <laughs> Frank. Yeah. Frank well, and Curry though. That's a good. That's a good matchup. We've talked about that we, at, at, <laughs> yeah, at length. <laughs> at length, get, we've talked about that. Then you get Alec Burks. You know, a younger guy still under contract, and then you get the man Dwight Powell, <laughs> that some people might still think has value. KP and so, Powell. So for Dallas, would you trade Dwight Powell and Seth Curry for Derek Favors? I would have to think about that one, but look at the rotation. Probably at, at not, this point. because then you would have you would have Dennis Smith, Wes Matthews, with Yogi, JJ, and Devin off the bench. So you'd have Dennis, Wes Matthews, Barnes, Dirk, and Nerlens, and then Derek Favors is your main six man that comes in and balls off the bench. He becomes just like Greg Monroe in the playoffs that we already mentioned. He's also he's he also is the Greg Monroe because he's a player that always is trying to be traded like all the time. <laughs> yeah, but so and but also another way to look at this, another angle of Dallas, you're shedding Dwight Powell and Favors Favors is an expiring. Yeah, if so, anything, he's an upgrade on Dwight Powell. You could bring him back next summer, or you have even more cap space next summer, which looks like Dallas is like main goal. So there's your there's your uh, full that okay, I'm not the happiest with that trade. I don't think it's the most realistic. But people were asking, could Dallas get into this? And that I don't know, that could just be a situation. That's the best I could it's, come up yeah, with. Yeah, it's Dallas. something. It, it's a thing. It's a, it shows that the probability of this is not very high. <laughs> because I'll tell you my when you have trades, you have to check a bunch of boxes, right? You have to check out off team needs. You have to check about check off direction of team you have to check off like what assets they have and like that's why paul george was never able to go to cleveland they just didn't have the right things and they couldn't find a team that wanted the things that they had <laughs> you know it's just it's, yeah it's you know it's the way the market is and just the way that business works i'll tell you the best mellow trade i came up with though and we don't i won't like go in length on it but this is the best one okay that that i'm the most proud of houston would get carmelo and john lure oh. denver would Denver would get Reggie Jackson and Eric Gordon. Detroit would get Ryan Anderson. And the Knicks would get Moutier, Kenneth Fareed, and Wilson Chandler. They get Wilson back. Yeah, back. Moutier runs with Nilakina in the backcourt. Moutier with Nilakina. Who does Denver get again? They get Reggie Jackson Den- and... Denver gets Reggie Jackson to be a point guard to take Moutier's spot and actually be decent. And they get Eric Gordon to come off the bench. I think they're I think they're gonna go like a Jamal Murray, Gary Harris backcourt and just have Jokic like the offense run through Jokic, but See, I think I think that would be good. It's just not everybody's sold on Jamal Murray being a point guard. Well he doesn't. He's he's not necessarily a point guard if if Jokic runs the offense. Yeah, that's true. So And then Detroit takes back Ryan Anderson. They give up Reggie Jackson, but they also but they shed want, the contract of Lure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they shed the contract of Lure too, and Stan Van Gundy actually made Ryan Anderson good in Orlando. That's true. So anyway, and Andre Drummond yeah. would help him a lot too. I think. I think that would be a good pairing. That would be their Dwight Howard, Ryan Anderson in Orlando, two point in Detroit. You just need Hito. You, anyway. you just need Hito. <laughs> Lonzo by Hito. himself. Dunk. That's enough uh, mellow talk. Mavs fans are probably pissed now. They're like, why'd you guys talk about Melo for five, for 10 minutes? All right, let's finish this off. Do you think that the Mavs in any way could get in on the Jonathan Simmons situation? 
Oh yeah, I think they. I think they could. No, will they? Uh, probably not. It's just they don't seem like they're really interested in all at cutting into cap space next summer. Yep, they're not. Which so, is which is which is okay. Like there's just pieces floating around right now. Like Jonathan Simmons is a prospect and he's interesting and I like him, but he's not like the perfect fit prospect. You know, like if the Mavs yeah. were able to get KCP before KCP was gonna get. 18 million dollars a year <laughs> like if the Mavs are going to get on that I'd be like yeah yeah go for yeah, it but, like, where, that's where, something. Who, but no, where that's what I'm saying if, if they were he would play too and he would eventually take over for Wes but like if what they about Seth if they could get into something Seth is a six man I thought we've already discussed this yeah well some we don't have so many starting spots <laughs> so Seth and Oh, so would come off the you, bench? you deal with that for a year. West West plays a lot of three. You just deal with it for a year. All right, so KCP and Seth would. You're a rebuilding team. You you can afford to have a log jam at a position. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So if they could get it on somebody like that, that was just an example. But if they could get it on somebody like that, we'd be like, oh yeah, all for it. But if you can't get it on a guys like that, and then now you're at this point where the Ma- where Mavs fans are are basically doing the meme with the stick guy that just says do something. <laughs> <laughs> just poking it and saying, do something. You don't just want the Mavs to do just anything, right? Then we had the yeah. A.J. Hammonds trade, and I'm like, well, the Mavs did something. <laughs> I talked about it, I talked yeah. about it in my MFFL mailbag where it's like you d- they did something. They finally did something. <laughs> good for them. You know, good for them. This is this what you guys wanted. And to keep future flexibility, it's going to make – and if, the, if their intentions are to keep it open for next year to go after some free agents, it makes next year all the better. And you want it to be better because this year is not going to – even if they add, let's say, like Jonathan Simmons or somebody, are you going to get super hyped about Jonathan Simmons? Like, I like Jonathan Simmons. Uh, I will not. You don't like him as much as, as me, so you're not going to get as hyped as me at all. <laughs> but, like, is that what you want to get hyped about? Or do you want to wait for a year and get, like, a young, good, interesting, like, really good prospect? You know? like Well, that that's if we get him. Or are you talking about the draft or free agency? Free agency next year. If you're keeping your options open, then keep them open. It's just – for next year, I, after I can you, never be super happy about cap space because it's never worked. No, but you've also never had Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he, yeah. He's not like he's not like a Chris Paul. That's like all these big free not agents yet. gonna be like, okay, they got Dennis. I gotta go to Dallas. Now. What if the dude? What if the dude averages like eighteen five and five? I still don't think it would make like a top name come here. Not a top, not a top great. name, but like more interesting, like prospect. a younger piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, an interesting yeah. younger piece. You're like, man, I want to play with that dude. First of all, I don't want to get dunked in that guy. So let me just join his team. <laughs> you know, I know this is totally random, but you know, I was thinking about Nerlens. Why? I thought I, we talked I'm about still... not tar- talking about Nerlens until he saw. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm baffled why Phoenix why Phoenix has never got in on this. Like, if you're Phoenix, makes no sense. Throw him the money. Like no they sense. could clear like twenty four million in cap right now, and throw it at him. I just don't. I don't. I we've been we talk about Atlanta and stuff all the time, but like I just don't understand why Phoenix has not got in on this. It's probably what it's on? probably what you've said this whole time is that everyone just thinks he's going to match. So if you have to make moves, like Phoenix would have to actually physically make moves in order to offer him that deal, then you know like. If Cleveland doesn't get LeBron back in 2015, they made all those. Remember, they made all those random moves before, yeah. and it was like everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, are they, are they getting LeBron? They're making all these moves. Are they getting LeBron? Blah blah blah, all this stuff." 
If, well, even Wiggins, Wiggins for love. If they had made those moves and not gotten LeBron, <laughs> how stupid would that, that make them look? And how bad would their franchise be set up? You have you have Kevin Love and you have Kyrie, and that that's an interesting team. But you could have had Wiggins, you know, like you could have kept that, you know, those those players or whatever, and been a lot better later, and you know, set yourself up better for the future. But if if teams like Phoenix have to start moving pieces around in order to make space just to offer a restricted guy, I just don't think that's advantageous for a team but yeah i think they should have at least offered him when they did have the space before they signed guys back like alan williams and guys like that they definitely should have done that but hey yeah but it's it's pushing the price down for Orleans, and i'm okay with it yeah i'm i'm good for sure you know i said uh, or i didn't say this but i listened to <laughs> nate nate duncan them's podcast yeah dunked on yeah dunked on uh and whatever the other nerdy guy is Danny LaRue Danny LaRue and <laughs> That's so they funny. were talking they were talking about restricted free agents right right now and yeah. I think this came out like on Monday or something yeah and they finally got to Nerlens and they said you know they were just talking about the situation that they think that you know he's going to be one of the only restricted free agents that actually signs a bigger deal compared to they think a lot of these restricted guys are going to they might end up just taking a qualifying offer like Miritich maybe or yeah you know, some of these other guys and, but they were talking about Nerlens and they said, you know, their guess is, you know, they're like, you know, Dallas, which is makes sense. Dallas made an offer and saying, Hey, we'll pay you this. And Nerlens is like, well, I want, you know, 5 million more than that. And they said, okay, go out and test the market and we'll pay you what the market tells you. It's no big deal with that, but just go out and see what it is. But you know the number that they said that or that they like threw out the saying, Oh yeah, I think Dallas, you know, offered him this. Take did you listen to this? I didn't. I listened to their mock off season, he ended up getting eighteen. Okay, so well, today they were talking about it and they said, Yeah, they're like this is them talking. You know, if Dallas is talking to Nerland stuff, you know, I would imagine Nerland's or Dallas came at Nerland's offering him around fourteen million a year. And and they said and they said you know they were just speculating and said you know and Nerlens comes back and saying well I want around like eighteen or nineteen I'm like if Ner- if Ner- if Nerlens is really wanting around eighteen or, <laughs> I, I'm just, <laughs> what what on earth like if we sign if there was me a up. if there was a scenario where Dallas got Nerlens for around fifteen <clears throat> I don't know I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm over here saying, visible, like, okay, you Visible know, we, excitement. That's what that would mean. Visible excitement. <laughs> I'm like, if we have to pay him 24, you know, I'm like, all right. you know, I know. We we're talking it. about Let's the max over here, and they're talking about $10 million less than that. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see, though. This, here's one other angle of the Netherlands thing we haven't talked about yet, and this pod has been way too long for a, a summer, <laughs> a fine, an after-a-summer-league podcast game pod. Dirk just took a lot less money. <laughs> yeah. And yes, that could mean that he's making room for other guys and he's making room for this Nerlens contract. But you know what it could also do? What? It could set a precedent. All of these stories are coming out where Dirk's taking less, Dirk's taking less. It's making room, making everybody better. He's sacrificed so much. He's so sacrificial. That guy from the uh, either the Washington Post or the New York Post tweeted out that that graph of how much money like a, a line graph of how much money he's actually given up and it's like almost you know 200 million something like that so he sees all that nerland sees all that and he gets it in his mind that 
for him to be part of this team, for him to be a team player like Dirk, you want to be like Dirk? You want to be like that? You want to be re- he's not, You want to be he's re- 22. You want, you want to be revered in a city like that? He's 22, but that also means he's impressionable. And he's only been in a he's only been in a city in in and played for a team that sucked. That was bad. That they weren't going to yeah. revere anybody. You know, like just that anybody's expendable. Anybody is this. You have, you know, you don't get a ton. You don't get minutes. Every, trust the process. Anybody can go. You're injured. We like that. You know, like all this stuff. You want to be revered and loved in a city like Dirk is? He was there for 30K. He was around. He sees if that. If I was Nerlens, though, he saw that like- stuff. <laughs> don't think that that stuff doesn't matter to players and to people. I'd be like, bro, I'm 22. You're like 80. You've made two hundred something million in your in your life. I've not, and I have tore my ACL. Setting so, a setting a precedent, setting an example. It could mean nothing. I, it could be everything. <laughs> I'm not taking a pay cut if I'm Nerlens. Not the Dirk stuff. No, I'm not going to look at Dirk and say whatever. But you let's wanna, hope. Hey, you want to be like that? You got to live like that. <laughs> That's a church thing for you, right? You want to be like it? You got to live like it. Live like no one else, so you can live like no one else. Boom! Hallelujah! All right, what's what are you working on, Isaac, right now? <laughs> I am working on a piece. Well, my latest piece was the one I kept on talking about. How I talked to Nick, Nick DePaula about Dennis's shoe situation. Yeah, good stuff. You should what go read that. On... Go to thesmokingcuban dot com. Read about Nick DePaula and his shoes and Dennis Smith Jr. and his shoes. Yeah, it's not for everyone. I know. If you don't care about shoes, then don't even waste your but time. But it speaks to everybody. But it actually, if you don't care about shoes, it still gives you maybe an idea of, okay, Dennis does have more stuff on the line that he's playing for right now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm the piece I'm working on right now, I'm, I'm working on a piece that's saying Dennis Smith is the next blank, and it's a it's a NBA player. Uh, a comparison that I think is the best for him. So I have it should come out. I have one of those in my drafts too, so I'm... I'm, I'm I, what day are you going to release yours? Because what if we just release them on the same day, and if they're the same player, that'd be hilarious. Mine's tomorrow morning. Okay, no, it's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> okay, so I'm like halfway through it, but yeah. Fran, let's just say Fran Frischilla, I wanted to shut his mouth tonight because he, he said kept it. On saying, he kept on saying the name. Okay, we're, we're talking about the same guy. I had that, like, I had that same thing. Really? It's a little different. My angle's a little bit different than him just being the next this guy, but okay. Uh, what I'm working on, I just finished a. Uh, I actually I wrote this in the airport because I haven't talked about this in the podcast. But on the way here, I had the worst flight experience, and I didn't go into detail. I'll go into detail eventually on it when I get home and I'm happy, and I'm back eating you know normal food, and I'm with my wife, and I'm okay. <laughs> I've I've calmed down emotionally, but until then, I won't talk about it. So in the airport, though, I, was, I had a significant amount of time. I sat down and wrote about Josh Adams. Uh, I actually got to talk to Larry Nance Jr. from the Lakers, who was his best friend, and st- I guess still is, but his, his best friend. They they played together at Wyoming for three years, and Josh Adams was in this terrible car accident. So I just talked about his recovery and about that story and everything. So go to Dallas Sports Fanatic, and uh, it's called Josh Adams Shouldn't Be Here. And a lot of people on Reddit were saying, oh, my gosh, I thought you were just bashing and, like, trashing Josh Adams. <laughs> but it, it's a little little clickbaity, little, little clickbaity article title there, but – yeah, so go ahead and read that. And what I'm working on is I'm working on getting back home. <laughs> I'm working like I'm working a ton right now for this Adidas camp. So not really writing anything, but we got locked on still going, guys. We're de- we're dedicated. 
Yeah, we are. We're dedicated to to being locked on and locked in on the maps. And this is your Friday one, so yeah, you won't hear you won't hear us for a couple of days unless we do something crazy over the weekend. Unless we decide Dennis. to do one after the the Mavs uh, next summer league game. If Dennis drops like thirty on Tatum and yams on his head, mm. oh, I so wish that dunk would have gone down. And we've come full circle. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Follow us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac Harris NBA. Go read the stuff that we just talked about interesting good stuff we don't write it just for our own health <laughs> i actually get paid to write so. we, we write it because it's interesting and we think that you guys will enjoy it so go ahead and read that stuff we appreciate you guys uh keep reviewing and subscribing on itunes we've noticed recently that if you subscribe on itunes that you get the pod faster than if you just wait for us to tweet it out or if you wait for it to show up on itunes somewhere because if you subscribe you go straight to your feed and just refresh your feed and it's there but if you just go to the straight page on iTunes, it takes a while for it to show up. So if you want to get the pod faster, subscribe. If you want to get it even faster, I've also heard if you rate and review a podcast, you get it even faster. That's what I've heard. That's a thing that I've heard somebody say. Some, some, let's just say sources high up on iTunes say that if you rate and review a podcast, you get it at a, almost – you know what I think that they said? This is this is, They didn't necessarily say this, but this was their intentions of saying it, that – you also get a higher quality, like the audio is higher quality if you rate and review the podcast because it shows that you care about it. So go ahead and do that. I mean, why not? Is, you've made this it this far. If you've fake, fake news. If you've listened to this, this we're we're news. about an hour in. So if you if you listen to this far, this weekend, you're in. You're in MFFL. Rate and review the podcast. It helps us. Nick, it really does. Nick, Nick just got a job at CNN. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. is my son. <laughs> thanks so much everybody we really appreciate it and uh, enjoy your weekend man enjoy Dennis Smith Jr. The Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr.'s fake dunk enjoy it peace out boom Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks it's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.